the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. X squared, so that delta X equals the square root of 0.077a squared minus zero, from which we derive the square root of 0.077a squared. And also, the uncertainty in P is equal to the square root of bracket P squared minus bracket P squared, which also equals the square root of H over A squared, which lets us delta X, delta P equals the square root of 0.077a squared, H over A squared, and 1.74 h-bar, okay? The uncertainty principle. It proves we can't ever really know what's going on. But even though you can't figure anything out, you will be responsible for it on the midterm. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Have we? Uh, is it clear that everybody wants to world, rule the world, and everybody's fighting over this stuff? You know, everybody wants to rule the United States. That's for sure, and it's really ugly. It's really ugly in how it's looking this week, and it's really ugly in uh, watching how people are reacting. You know, it's uh, it's fever pitch. People that really don't know how the world works. People that really don't know everything that's going on are so passionate, so passionate about what they don't know. Trump is causing people not to have paychecks. Trump is causing the government shutdown. Why did the government shut down? I, because Trump said it. You know what? It's there. There's no common sense out there. I personally am probably going to go start seeing a therapist because I think it's uh, I think it's causing anger management problems in me because it just. Ah, I just, I, you know, I look at it and I just go, how can people that seem to be smart, seem to be intelligent, be so stupid? And I know they just listen to stuff on, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a different world we live in. It's a different world we live in. We live on sound bites and it's technology and, and nobody takes the time to really know what's going on. And uh, I feel like it's my duty after uh, uh, 11 years, 11 years and, you know, two weeks into 
in my 12th year on the radio trying to help you guys understand this stuff. I feel like it's my duty to pay attention, but the more I pay attention, the more angry I get. So I don't know. I, I'll go lay on the couch and talk to a therapist about it, or maybe I just need to... Uh, I don't know. I'll, uh, I'm, I'm having one of those weeks, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it out on you guys today so, uh, and try to help enlighten you and help enlighten you into the, uh, into the world of reality. Reality, not reality TV, not reality radio. I'm going to try and point out some stuff that seems common sense to me. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the one who's, who's uh, out there and doesn't see it clearly. But I think, you know, I, I watched CNN for a little while last night just to see. Just to see, hey, maybe I'm watching too much Fox News. Maybe I'm reading the wrong articles. Maybe I'm reading this. Maybe I'm thinking wrong. Let me let me get a dose of CNN and PMSNBC for a little while. And you know what? They just, I just, my common sense, logically thinking brain just can't make any sense of anything that they're talking about. It just seems clear to me what I'm going to tell you about today. But so before I get into that, let me introduce myself for those of you that haven't met me yet. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. Located here in Southern California, lending in California, Arizona, Ohio, Texas, coming soon, Nevada and Florida. Uh, if you're interested in getting any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, you need financing or you need financing for some opportunities you've already seized, Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk to me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, if you want to contact me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to wccloans.com, www.wccloans.com. Click on looking for a loan, click on apply now, and put in as much information as you want. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear from myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, uh, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, or Randy Johnson, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Whether you want to refinance a piece of property you already have, whether you're thinking about one of them reverse mortgage things, you know, I've been hearing a lot about these reverse mortgage things, but I really don't understand them. They sound like the bank's trying to take my property. I, I don't think that's a good idea. You know what? If, you're, if you really don't know how they work and you're over 62 and you're thinking, eh, is there anything to that? You want to get some information? 855-640-2020 or WCCLoans.com. Uh, let's see if you want to hear any part of the show repeated. You can hear the podcast on edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the podcast page, and you can hear this week's show as well as, well as several past shows. You can also get the uh, podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can uh, download them on demand. You can actually subscribe for free, have them download automatically once a week, listen to them whenever you want. Um, follow me on Twitter, where I'm starting to tweet a lot more because I'm trying to be nicer. I'm, I'm limiting Facebook I'm limiting my Facebook tweets or uh, Facebook posts to only happy stuff. I'm trying not. I realize that. I realize that Facebook, no matter what I post, half the people out there are uh, half the people out there are just I'm making them mad, and the other half are agreeing with me. And uh, it's more fun on Facebook, but apparently on Twitter, more more people that actually think are on there. So. Um, and, uh, so I'm trying to limit, I'm trying to limit my controversial stuff to Twitter. Um, so anyway, follow me at Ed Hoffman, 
The Facebook page for the show is uh, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. Also, if you want to leave a, leave a comment on my show, 855-640-2092 is the listener hotline where you can leave a recorded message. And uh, I might even play one play one uh, later in the show here. Uh, anyway, let's, let's talk about what's going on. The shutdown, the shutdown of the border, the shutdown, well, the shutdown of the government and over the border crisis. Just concluded its third week with President Trump and congressional Democrats still butting their heads on terms of any negotiations to reopen the government. Democrats saying they won't, they will not devote $5.7 billion to a border wall, and the president not backing down that the wall must be a part of the spending bill. Congress, uh, the president's not backing down. He's saying that the wall must be a part of the spending bill uh, to pass on ending the shutdown. Um, and you know what? You know what I'll I'll say here. You know what? Think about this: five point seven billion. Our budget is four point four zero four trillion dollars. People, people, I've had arguments with people. Well, you know, it's five billion dollars. If you don't have the money, you don't have the money. Five billion dollars is is a glass of water out of the ocean for our budget. If you make fifty thousand dollars a year, it's equivalent to spending fifty eight bucks. Fifty eight dollars. You make a hundred thousand. I guess that's about uh, thirty nine dollars. That's the equivalent. So you know, if you make fifty thousand and you're saying the Trump, Trump is crazy, he's evil, he's 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 a maniac, he's a moron. I hate him. He's trying to push everybody into spending this money. We sent four point eight billion dollars to southern Mexico to help uh, help their security, their border, and improve conditions there. And we sent five point eight billion dollars. To Central America, this all happened in the last month. To uh, improve conditions down there, so people in uh, Honduras and Guatemala, you know, those people would have a better life, and so they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't want to come to the United States. Treating the symptom, not the problem. Let's just send some money down there, keep them happy, so they won't come up. What happens when they run out? Short term versus long term. Short term versus long term. So it just amazes me the. Uh, the the small thinking people well you know 5.7 billion is so much it's not and you know what know what is uh the funny part is government usually government people they usually don't sp- uh care about what they spend because not their money trump's trying to to treat america like it's his company he's trying to treat america like our taxpayer money like it's his money and you know what i know that trump is uh i'm looking for i'm looking for He's an A.H. I can't say it on the radio, but he's an A.H. Okay, I know he is. People think I am sometimes. You know what? I don't care. He's getting stuff done. You know what? And we'll talk about, hey, we are who we are. No, I appreciate that stuff, people. But I can see people uninformed that don't don't engage. They engage long enough just to hear the, the clips on CNN and PMS, NBC. Um... But you know Trump has get, has given into the Demo- what Trump has given into the Democrats on is the material form from which the wall will be made and the use of the word wall itself. First we learned after Vice President Pence and Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen uh met with Schumer and Pelosi when uh, last weekend Donald Trump uh tweeted out VP Mike Pence and and group had productive meeting with Schumer/Pelosi slash representative today. 
representatives today. I guess it wasn't Schumer and Pelosi, it was their representatives. Many details of border security were discussed. We are now planning a steel barrier rather than concrete. It's both stronger and less obtrusive. Good solution and made in the USA. Now it seems it's official. We'll be getting a steel slat barrier rather than a concrete wall. They don't like concrete, so we'll give them steel. Steel is actually more expensive than concrete, but it'll look beautiful and it's very strong. It's actually stronger. You know what? Uh, I built my commercial building, my uh, my uh, corporate building in 2000. When we started in 2003, it took three years to get it done. And originally we thought, hey, you know what? Let's uh, concrete tilt up. No, we want it to be nicer looking than that. Let's do steel frame. And steel frame seemed to be the right thing. And when it came down to it, you know what? The only way to make it affordable, we were only $2.5 million over budget. I thought I could do it for $2 million. It took $4.5 million to get that building open. Um, we framed it in wood. Um, but you know what? You you have you start thinking when you think like a builder, you think like a businessman, you think like it's your money, you start deciding what kind of materials you're going to spend. Uh, you know what? Trump's trying to think of which way makes it better. But I think what they want, the steel barrier, steel slats, is so they can see through it. So uh, someone's not cutting through it. And we don't know it. We don't realize until they get on the other side. Uh, in his televised Oval Office address on Tuesday, the president reiterated the reason for the change in plans. He also emphasized that it's not about what he wants. It's about what the Border Patrol and Homeland Security need to protect our country. As part of an overall approach to border security, Law enforcement professionals have requested $5.7 billion for a physical barrier. At the request of Democrats, it will be a steel barrier rather than a concrete wall. This barrier is absolutely critical to border security. It's also what our professionals at the border want and need. Well, and let me let me point out let me point out a couple things. Number one, it's not Trump's wall. It's our wall. You know what's paying for it? Paying for it? You know, Trump talks about how, hey, it'll be it'll be paid for by what we save on, in Mexico on the new trade deals. So when he says, hey, Mexico will pay for it, I never thought for one minute that Mexico was going to write a check for it. I did think maybe some of their citizens might help build it. But, um, but you know, nobody, nobody, I don't think anybody ever, ever expected that. It's going to get paid for by what we save on the new trade deals. But... It's not Trump's wall and it's not Trump's money. It's our money, taxpayers' money. Now, some of you Democrats out there, you go, hey, you know what? Ah, you don't feel it that way because you don't pay any taxes. Because like uh, Mitt Romney pointed out that somebody taped and cost him the election in 2012, you know, 47% of the of everybody in the country doesn't pay any taxes. Oh, I get money taken out of my check. Yeah, you get you get $8,000 a year taken out of your check and then you get a $15,000 tax refund at the end of the year. That's that's not paying taxes. Okay, so uh so and then let me also point out this is a good time to remind everyone that Barack Obama sought $500 million border security funding in 2010. $500 million. One-tenth of what Trump is asking for to secure the border permanently. Hey, we want 500 million. You know, uh, he wanted to deploy 1,200 troops down to the border, uh, something the left doesn't want you to remember. But 500 million for one time, and maybe it was for one year, or for 10 times that, we can, we can seal the border permanently. And, may, and then we reduce the amount of, of, uh, of personnel it takes to do that. 
uh, a president made a uh, national address on Tuesday night. Um, here's, here's what he said at the beginning of that speech, and then uh, let's hear the beginning. I'll give you my thoughts. Tonight, I am speaking to you because there is a growing humanitarian and security crisis at our southern border. Every day, Customs and Border Patrol agents encounter thousands of illegal immigrants trying to enter our country. We are out of space to hold them, and we have no way to promptly return them back home to their country. America proudly welcomes millions of lawful immigrants who enrich our society and contribute to our nation. But all Americans are hurt by uncontrolled illegal migration. It strains public resources and drives down jobs and wages. Among those hardest hit are African Americans and Hispanic Americans. Our southern border is a pipeline for vast quantities of illegal drugs, including meth, heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl. Every week, 300 of our citizens are killed by heroin alone, 90% of which floods across from our southern border. More Americans will die from drugs this year than were killed in the entire Vietnam War. You know what? I know know that a lot of people don't see this as real because it's not sitting in front of them. And that's why we elect a president and a government to handle this stuff so we don't have to deal with it. Uh, face-to-face. I talked to someone in my office uh, the other day, and I said, hey, think of it this way. How you how how are you and your husband doing on, on your budget? Okay, we're doing good. Okay, if you want to take a trip, you can take a trip. If you want to go out to dinner, you can, you know, you're not obviously not rich, but you've got, you've got the ability to go, go do that. You've got, you're comfortable. Yep. You can afford your utility bills. Yep. You can do all that. Okay, let's, well, you got a four bedroom house. You got, let's say the government comes in and says, Hey, you've got two extra bedrooms. We're going to take two of these illegal aliens and put them in each bedroom. So you got four extra illegal aliens living in your house. And even if past the, past the uh, security issue, Hey, you know, you've got to pay for it. You got to make sure your groceries take care of feeding those guys. And you got to make sure that you pay your gas bill for the extra hot water and your water bill for the extra showers to keep them clean and for them to drink. And you got to make sure that you pay the electric bill because everything's going to go up. That's your responsibility. That's your, that's your American duty for, for you in your house. Well, you know what? I wouldn't say in my house, but in my neighborhood, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. They're going to sleep on your lawn. Where are they going to, isn't every house in your neighborhood occupied by a family? Yes. So where, where, what do you mean by in your neighborhood? They're going to build a, a whole nother section to your street or your or the city and say, this is for the illegal aliens get to stay. You don't mind them as long as they're not in your house. Okay, well, who's going to pay for those houses? Let's say everybody in your neighborhood has to pitch in and pay pay their percent. So you pay an extra 100 or $200 a month. Is that okay? Well, no. You know, it, this is real. These people come, you know, 70% of them don't have any means of support. They got whole big families. Well, you know, who's going to pick our, pick our produce? You know, whatever, whatever, you know, these jobs, these jobs will pay what they pay. And you know what? We don't have to, oh, you know what? If we don't have illegal aliens, no one's going to pick fruit. Yeah, they will. They just might have to pay more because they don't get to do it without taxes. They don't work under the table. It's amazing to me. You know, people can't make this real. We have to think of this as 
our household, as our business, and we have to think of it like that. Um, let's hear the. Uh, so let's. Uh, so he went on to talk about uh, our ICE agents arresting well, who they're arresting at the border. It's not innocent families that just coming here for a better life. In the last two years, ICE officers made two hundred and sixty-six thousand arrests of aliens with criminal records, including those charged or convicted of 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 violent killings. Over the years, thousands of Americans have been brutally killed by those who illegally entered our country, and thousands more lives will be lost if we don't act right now. You know what, uh, Trump visited the border on uh, the southern border on Thursday, and uh, there's there was an ICE agent or Border Patrol guy that uh, Sean Hannity interviewed. I saw him talk to Trump. I didn't hear. I didn't get to hear all of it because I was. Uh, oh yeah, working. Um, so, but they interviewed one of the Border Patrol agents, and he said just in his, and this was in uh, Texas, in just his sector. So I don't know how big a sector is, but I imagine it's probably a couple miles maybe a mile but it's a one little section he said he said my my team arrested 650 people today out of those 650 people 133 of them were from other countries pakistan uh, uh you know other other uh, middle east countries other countries besides mexico 133 of them we don't know who's coming over that border we don't know you know, and how Democrats could hear the, this next part and still pretend we don't need a wall is a mystery. If they care about our country, why don't they speak up about these illegal uh, migrant crimes? America's heart broke the day after Christmas when a young police officer in California was savagely murdered in cold blood by an illegal alien who just came across the border. The life of an American hero was stolen by someone who had no right to be in our country. In California, an Air Force veteran was raped, murdered, and beaten to death with a hammer by an illegal alien with a long criminal history. You know, uh, most of us in California are used to putting up with the violent crime by uh, illegal immigrants um, because it's just part of our, it's part of our normal way of life. Um, but the president also mentioned other states that are now reaping the benefits of uncontrolled migration from the South border. Thanks to, uh, MS 13, uh, gangs settling down on the East coast. In Georgia, an illegal alien was recently charged with murder for killing, beheading and dismembering his neighbor. In Maryland, MS-13 gang members who arrived in the United States as unaccompanied minors were arrested and charged last year after viciously stabbing and beating a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, those uh, MS-13 members were uh, unaccompanied minors probably during the surge in 2014 under Obama. Were they even minors at that time? No, we're talking about, hey, we don't know who these people are. They're coming over and say, hey, man, I'm 16. I'm 16, I don't have no parents, and I just came over, so we just let them in. We don't really know who they were, how old they were. We don't know, know any of that stuff. And you know what? Uh, what's funny is, uh, let's talk about California right now. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the guy who migrated, the, the police officer who was murdered by the uh, illegal immigrant, and it was up in, uh, what's the city that where that was? 
was somewhere up in uh, Northern California, Modesto, Modesto area, somewhere over there. I don't remember the exact city. Um, he migrated from Fiji legally, and uh, he was working on you know being able to speak English clearer. And I guess his buddies in the in the police force teased him about it, about his accent. But uh, he'd been on the force for a while, and uh, he got murdered. Uh, being here legally, trying to uh, serve our country, and you know, uh, this past week, he uh, his funeral was there, and where was our governor? Our governor, Gavin Newsom, who was responsible for making California a sanctuary state, and uh, San Francisco, and his area, he's right there in that area. Where was he at? He was in, he's tweeting, "Hey, I'm at an NBA game during the funeral." He didn't bother going, you know, in uh, in uh, Rudy Giuliani's uh, book, Leadership, he said, hey, you know what, uh, funerals are mandatory, weddings are optional. When you, you know, you got all these people that know you, they invite you to their kid's wedding, you know, it's optional whether you go there. But when, when somebody dies, it's mandatory that you show up at their funeral. And where was uh, Kamala Harris, our senator? Uh, she was hanging out with Common, the rap star. Uh, she's hanging out and you know, tweeting pictures of her hanging out. It reminds me of Obama. You know, it's ama- it's amazing to me that you know, is this stuff okay? You know, is there anything about our people that we elected that has any any uh, any uh, resemblance of anything called leadership? And does anybody care? Does anybody care? Uh, we'll talk more about this, but I'm out of time for part one of the main event. I got lots more to say. Don't go away. You got five minutes of uh, traffic, weather, commercials, and some sports. We'll be right back with part two of the main event. Don't go away. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, as I say every week. No, I don't talk much about real estate financing and uh, real estate on the radio because I think uh, you guys might think it's boring. Um, But if you hear somebody who thinks like you and you need some real estate financing, if you need to refinance, if you're thinking about purchasing a house, if you're getting your kids to purchase a house so they can move out of your basement or off your uh, living room couch, or if you want to check out the information on one of them reverse mortgage things, uh, for those of you over 62, call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020. Also, don't forget the listener hotline, 855-640-2092. If you want to make a comment on anything you hear on the show, positive or negative, I might just play your clip, your uh, your uh, message like this one. Hey, Ed, this is Mary, uh, fourth generation Mexican-American, Republican. And I think you and Scott do such a great job. What I'm calling about is uh, I just heard Nancy Pelosi say that the wall on the border is an, an immorality, is what she calls it. Well, I wonder, do you think she lives in a gated community? And, and if so, who is she trying to keep out? You know, uh, these Democrats... When they have press conferences, I've noticed they get so easy questions. How come nobody asks her if she lives in a gated community or a wall behind a wall? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I agree with that, Mary. And uh, you know, uh, uh, President Trump made a comment that you know we're not putting up a wall because we because we hate people from Mexico. We're putting up a wall because we love 
people of America, and we want to protect them. You know what? The people from Mexico that, that want to come in, they can come in, but they got to pass through the ports, ports of entry, and they got to do it legally, and they got to register, and they got to do all that stuff. Hey, you know what? If you want to come see me at my house, you have to ring the bell, and you got to knock on the door, and you got to wait till I open the door and say, okay, come on in. Otherwise, otherwise, you just want to come on in, you're going to get a blast of a bullet, then you're, you're going to be carried out in a body bag. So, you know, that's, that's just how it is. That's how it is. It's not because I don't like you. It's because I love my family. So keep that in mind, people. Keep that in mind. So we've been talking about all the argument on the border and the, and the government crisis, and we were talking about how, uh, how you know, Trump's, Trump's uh, his national speech. Um, the ne- next, the president reminded the American people that this is a cat and mouse game. Uh, that's all because Democrats changed their, their positions based on who the president is. I played last, last week, a bunch of clips of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Barack Obama, uh, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, all saying that we need border security and we need to keep the border, the border, uh, uh sealed. And, uh, but you know, now it's Trump's idea. So they're all against it. So federal workers who aren't getting a paycheck right now can blame so they can blame them on the government shutdown. Senator Chuck Schumer, who you will be hearing from later tonight, has repeatedly supported a physical barrier in the past, along with many other Democrats. They changed their mind only after I was elected president. Democrats in Congress have refused to acknowledge the crisis. And they have refused to provide our brave border agents with the tools they desperately need to protect our families and our nation. The federal government remains shut down for one reason and one reason only, because Democrats will not fund border security. My administration is doing everything in our power to help those impacted by the situation. But the only solution is for Democrats to pass a spending bill that defends our borders and reopens the government. This situation could be solved in a 45-minute meeting. I have invited congressional leadership to the White House tomorrow to get this done. And you know what? Let me remind you, all you Democrats and Trump haters out there, about why the government is shut down. Because I had some somebody say, "Hey, you know, government. You know, Trump just shut the government down. He's such a he's so evil. He doesn't care about people getting paid." Well, first of all, uh, Friday is the first time they've missed a paycheck, and I can guarantee you that if this goes on much longer, the banks are going to be issuing uh, vouchers, uh, knowing that they'll get paid back when the government reopens and pays all these people. So essentially they're just not working and they're still going to get paid. So it's a paid vacation. So, uh, but let me remind you, Trump didn't shut the government down. The government shut down because a year ago we met the same, we were at the same point, couldn't make a decision. So what do we do? We kicked the can down the road and said, well, we'll just pass a, pass a bill. So we, so we extend the credit limit because we don't have enough money coming in to pay for all the stuff the government spends. The government shut down because we're out of money. That's it. Hey, you know what? How come the whose fault is it that the electric company came in and and shut off your electricity? Well, it's not the electric company's fault. You didn't pay the bill. 
We don't have. We spend more money than we, and we we spend more money than we than we bring in in taxes because the economy wasn't wasn't strong. So we we have we have a credit limit that the Congress and the Senate and the President said, okay, we're going to go up to this point, and then after that, if we ever get past this much in debt, we're going to stop spending, or else we have to we have to come up with another plan. So guess what? We ran out of money. That was that cutoff when Trump said, hey, I'll shut the government down. That means I'm not going to pass something to keep the government open because we're out of money. That's the part you guys didn't remember. It's not Trump just saying, hey, I'm just going to shut the government down. That was put in motion a long time ago. And, you know, this this long term, short term thing, you know what? For eight years, Obama spent 10 trillion dollars, put us in debt, 10 trillion dollars more than what we were. And we have nothing to show for it. We don't have a wall. We didn't build up the military. We didn't become energy independent. Well, you know, uh, drilling for oil isn't going to fix our energy independence in, you know, in a couple of years. Yeah, but if it takes 10 years, we'll be eight years closer to it if we start now. So uh, he didn't do any of that stuff. And, you know, hey, we're going to spend the money on bridges and roads. Did we fix those? No, we're still talking about that. We have nothing to show for it. All we did was just give people money so they didn't have to work. This is where the country's going, folks. It's scary to me about what the future holds if somebody doesn't wake up. All the new stuff that's happening. It's it's scary to me. So he didn't shut it down. So after he gave this speech, Schumer and Pelosi demanded equal time for a rebuttal to the president, and the networks gave it to them after Trump's Oval Office address. Chuck and Nancy pointed out their stony pointed their stony faces at America like two angry parents after their teenager wrecked their car. You know what? It sounded to me, you know, hey, president wants to make a speech. I don't remember the Republicans getting equal time when Obama wanted to come in and talk about something other than during the State of the Union. But, you know, it's different because the mainstream media is in is is all in the in the tank for the Democrats. They're all there. Say, hey, whatever we got to do to to get rid of Trump. So they got to come on. It kind of reminded me of a scene from my cousin Vinny. Counselor. You wish to make an open statement? Uh, everything that guy just says, bull****. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's what it sounded like. So here's, uh, here's Pelosi to scold us first. The fact is, we all agree we need to secure our borders while honoring our values. We can build the infrastructure and roads at our ports of entry. We can install new technology to scan cars and trucks for drugs coming into our nation. We can hire the personnel we need to facilitate trade and immigration at the border. We can fund more innovation to detect unauthorized crossings. The fact is, the women and children at the border are not a security threat. They are a humanitarian challenge, a challenge that President Trump's own cruel and counterproductive policies have only deepened. And the fact is, President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage, must stop manufacturing a crisis, and must reopen the government. Thank you. Leader Schumer? Yeah, they're never, they're, these are, these people are no threat. They're no threat until they become a threat, just like that, uh, that uh, guy that came into California that killed the cop, and just like those unaccompanied minors that uh, dismembered the people in, uh, on the East Coast and uh, the MS-13 people, and they were minors. We don't know for sure, but you know, these are no threats. It's just, we'll just, we could, you know, we could put military people, 
shoulder to shoulder all across the southern border. I wonder how much that would cost. Put military people across 2,000 miles. Uh, I don't know. Or you could just put up a, a border wall and uh, people aren't going to be able to come across without, you know, a tunneling under or uh, or climbing over. And they're going to be real easy to see. It's going to be a lot easier to do it. So then it was Chuck, uh, Chuck Schumer's turn to be the disappointed dad. Thank you, Speaker Pelosi. My fellow Americans, we address you tonight for one reason only. The President of the United States, having failed to get Mexico to pay for his ineffective, unnecessary border wall, and unable to convince the Congress or the American people to foot the bill, has shut down the government. American democracy doesn't work that way. We don't govern by temper tantrum. No president should pound the table and demand he gets his way or else the government shuts down, hurting millions of Americans who are treated as leverage. Tonight, and throughout this debate and throughout his presidency, President Trump has appealed to fear, not facts, division, not unity. Make no mistake, Democrats and the president both want stronger border security. However, we sharply disagree with the president about the most effective way to do it. So, how do we untangle this mess? Well, there's an obvious solution. Separate the shutdown from arguments over border security. There is bipartisan legislation supported by Democrats and Republicans to reopen government while allowing debate over border security to continue. Yeah, well, isn't that the same thing we did last year? Pass a bill that doesn't include wall funding, the government stays open, then fight some more until the next time. And that's how our government works. We got a guy who's not a politician, who's a little bit offensive in how he talks and how he tweets. But he wants to get something done and not just spend four years of his life. You know, why would someone want that job? Someone who's got a lifestyle like Trump had. You know, he, he wants to come in and get something done for uh, for our country. And quite frankly... I want him to get something done. I wanted every other president to get something done. Think long term, not short term. Let's just we're we're millions of people, government workers are are being harmed. You know, we only care about the people that aren't getting their paycheck while they're you know, their paychecks are being delayed until they get to come back to work and they get paid for all that time they were off. You know, they might they've had three weeks off. They're still getting paid for it, but they had three three weeks to spend with their family. Do whatever they want. Go to Las Vegas. Go to Disneyland or just watch Oprah all day. Whatever that, whatever they're doing, we're worried about them. We don't care about the people who get killed by these people that shouldn't be here. Amazing. So thinking long-term versus short-term. So Trump, Trump kept his word by inviting the Democrats back to the White House on Thursday, but reportedly Trump left the meeting minutes, at, uh, minutes after walking in because his capitulations still aren't good enough for Nancy Pelosi. According to the Democrats... Trump raised his voice at them and then slammed his hands down on the table, just what Schumer said the day before, uh, before walking out. Here's crying Chuck. President just got up and walked out. Uh, he asked uh, Speaker Pelosi, will you agree to my wall? She said no. And he just got up and said, then we have nothing to discuss. And he just walked out. Again, we saw a temper tantrum. Yeah, well, that's not what everybody else says that really happened. Uh, Trump tweeted, just left the meeting with Chuck and Nancy, a total waste of time. 
I asked what was going to happen in 30 days if I quick if quickly open things up. Are you going to approve the border security, which includes the wall or steel barrier? Nancy said no. I said bye-bye. Nothing else works. You know, and uh, and and where it comes down to all this stuff uh, in uh, in California, this showed up on Twitter. Um, that you know, with all these sanctuary states and letting people in, this video showed up on Twitter of a black lady in the city of Cudahy. For those of you who don't know where Cudahy is, it's uh, by Linwood uh, Bell Gardens. It's on the it's on the Los Angeles River. Is that right? Yes, right on the Los Angeles River. I remember when I when I was uh, young and writing service at Sears and Cerritos, I had some a, a couple that used to come in from Cudahy, and I used to go, "Where's Cudahy?" So it's kind of a uh, kind of uh, west or north, just uh, not too far from Downey Southgate out there. Um, this lady uh, was speaking at a city council meeting about uh, the sanctuary states and what that means to everybody. You want to feel for your families, but you don't feel for our families. Again, the black community has literally been, been destroyed by racist, illegal immigration, and we're not going to have it. When my people do a crime, we get three strikes. Your people do a crime, they get amnesty, they get benefits, and they're not paying taxes. Okay? Publication, publication 17 IRS, they're, they're allowing you people to blame people in Mexico. I can even claim people in New Orleans when there was a flood. I can claim my people. I end up moving down there. But but it's over. It's over. Thank God for Trump. Thank God for Senator. And you should. You should be ashamed of yourself. How dare you? Look up publication 17 page 25 and 26. How how the hell are you allowed to claim people in Mexico? Yeah. And get away with it and not pay taxes. I am outraged. I'm a tax preparer. I manage a tax store in four different states. That ITIN number, they're using it as a social security number. All the social security numbers that you don't steal. And it's going to be shut down. Yep. People are mad. People are mad. And just so you understand what she's what she's talking about, um, the, uh, you know, People people are able to write off write off dependents on their tax returns even if they don't live here. People living in Mexico, hey, I'm supporting those people. They write them off as as dependents and get two thousand dollars back. They don't even live here. They're able to to claim those people. But when uh, when she was supporting uh, her family in uh, in New Orleans during the the floods, you weren't allowed to if you were took your uh, your family members in or if you were helping them, you weren't allowed to write them off as dependents. But it's a different it's a different story. And you know, three strikes. If we uh, if we break the law, we got three strikes, and you're in in jail for life. And the uh, illegal aliens, they get amnesty, they get benefits, they get all this stuff. It's not fair, folks. Look past, look past the little the the bleeding heart stuff they put on TV, and start thinking with your uh, with your common sense. You know what? You notice uh, the things come on TV about uh, the people that are starving in Israel. You know what? Hey, no, just a twenty five dollar uh, food box helps these people. Hey, those are the same starving people I saw on TV last year and the year before and fifteen years ago. As long as you keep showing those videos, we'll keep sending our $25 for a food box. And how about those, the, the poor, poor animals? You know what? We get, we get that SPCA, uh, uh, thing with help save, help save the lives of these animals. You know what? My wife and I are, are big animal advocates, but guess what? You just got to turn it off because it's sad. 
but we can't we can't save every animal and every person in the world. We have to basically take care of our own family. So anyway, that's that's my rant, and uh, I got twenty minutes left to uh, talk about everything else that's going on. Hey, uh, remember how we're supposed to be excited about the the young, diverse, new freshman Congress members? Two weeks into their careers in public service, some of them are out acting like they're experts in how government works. Case in point, everyone's favorite millennial, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Uh, everyone's calling her AOC now for short. And why can't she just be uh, Jane Jones or something? Uh, so we'll have to change it. We'll start. We'll start calling this segment the AOC's Crazy Corner. And like Cortez's crazy corner sounds better, but here's a here's a here's Cortez this week on 60 Minutes using some of her not very grown up words to describe how high earners should be taxed on their income. But once you get to like the tippy tops uh, on your 10 millionth dollar, uh, sometimes you see tax rates as high as 60 or 70 percent. That doesn't mean all 10 million dollars are taxed at an extremely high rate. But it means that as you climb up this ladder, you should be contributing more. Even Anderson Cooper had a hard time believing what was coming out of uh, Cortez's mouth. Uh, Listen to her answer when he pointed out why even some Democrats are skeptical of her newfound stardom. Criticisms of you is that your math is fuzzy. The Washington Post recently awarded you four Pinocchios. I think that there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct than about being morally right. But being factually correct is important. It's absolutely important. And whenever I make a mistake, I say, okay, this was clumsy. And then I restate what my point was. Yeah, you know, especially when you're talking about taxing. You know, if you tax all the rich people at 100%, we still don't close the gap. We still don't close the gap. So all the rich people, all you guys that create jobs and and uh, provide, you know, help the economy grow. You guys don't get to make any money. We're going to we're going to tax you 100 percent and we're still going to have a uh, a budget deficit. We're still going to be going into the negative. So maybe we should start thinking about increasing uh, production instead of uh, just taxing what we have. Let's encourage people to do more instead of allowing people to do less. Other freshman members are trying to piggyback off of her of Cortez's fever by making outrageous statements of their own. One of them is uh, Rashida Talib. It's T L A I B, but it's pronounced Talib. Talib. Rashida Talib. You know uh, who represents Michigan's uh, 13th district, which is the uh, the Detroit area. So yeah, Talib. In case you wondered, is she a Muslim? Yes, she's a Muslim. While giving a talk to her other constituents, Tlaib decided to become the first sitting congressperson to call the president of the United States this. And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won, bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother... Yeah, aren't, aren't we proud to teach our little kids that we're going to impeach the MFR. So uh, isn't isn't that leadership? Isn't that a great uh, example? After everyone from Nancy Pelosi to Joe Manchin was forced to unhappily defend, defend Talib, Talib this week, she attempted to save face at another event. The use of that language, you know, is, was a teachable moment for me. And I understand I am a member of Congress, and I don't want anything that I do or say distract us. Uh, and that's the only thing I apologize for, is that it, it was a distraction. However... Um, I have a right to be this passionate, this upset 
I am a woman of color, and I know my residents are nodding because they believe me, and they have my back on this, but, you know, people like us never run for office, and when we do, this is who we are. Yeah, well, that's, that's, is that a good excuse? Because that's who we elected the president, and that's who he is. So it's an okay for you, you Muslim Congress people that have been in office for two weeks, but it's not okay for Donald Trump. Um, you know, if you get away from California, New York, everywhere in the rest of the country, we all understand, and that's why we elected him. And uh, I just don't know. I'm not really sure what I'm doing here in this state, except for I've been here all my life, and I just see it crumbling. Something needs to change. Uh, but it's not just the new freshmen who are out there acting like morons. There's plenty of other, other seasoned Democrats who are just as crazy. Congressman Hank Johnson, Democrat from Georgia, made news last week making a predictable comparison between Trump and Adolf Hitler. Not, we've never heard that one before. Um, but there's another part of the NAACP speech that hasn't made the headlines. The part where he said Trump supporters are not just old, white, and racist, but we're also sick and dying. Donald Trump supporters are older, less educated, less prosperous, and they are dying early. Their lifespans are decreasing, and many are dying from alcoholism, drug overdoses, liver disease, or simply a broken heart caused by economic despair. Yeah, this guy is a total moron, and and I would like to say some stuff that I can't to him right to his face after that, uh, that I'm not allowed to see on the radio. But, you know, if this isn't if this isn't stupid enough, um, that saying that we're dying from alcoholism, obesity, broken hearts, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Pentagon proposed to move 8,000 8, uh, Marines to from Okinawa, Japan, to Guam in 2010. Johnson argued during a, during a House Armed Services Committee meeting that the influx of troop would cause overpopulation that would literally tip the island over. Here he is questioning the Admiral Robert Willard, the U.S. Pacific commander. My fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. It might happen. Yeah, and monkeys might fly out of my butt. You know what? Uh, hey, uh, all, uh, for all you people in, in Georgia, are you that stupid? This guy was elected in 2006, and he's been reelected five times since. What are you thinking? Hey, I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening. I'll be back again with you next week. The views expressed on this program are of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. Broker license number 01147747. NMLS 9873. And California Finance Lenders license number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. ME number 0937346. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.